Rise up! It is Stan Parker back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar, keeping the Falcons on your radar. Shout out to all my friends and family, keeping the bug in my ear, uh, pushing me to get um, these recordings on the airwaves. It's one thing to uh, start a podcast from scratch and just uh, record and write, and it's another thing to hit that publish button. So um, shout out to them and all my AT aliens out there listening. Um, I couldn't do this without y'all, and we're going to keep it pumping. We're going to keep it going. We're going to have a balling time today, boys. We're going to talk about um, the 2020 draft class. And in this 2020 draft class, I think they got some dudes, man. I think they got some ballers. I think they got some of Dan Quinn's guys, and I know that's a big deal. Um, Honestly, uh, in the previous regimes of the Mike Smith era and some other coaches before that era, it was so uh, ambiguous and so... uh, just unclear of what they were looking for. Dan Quinn, for all of Dan Quinn's um, clock issues that he has or in-game management issues and all the shortcomings that Dan Quinn has, uh, the sayings getting kind of like whatever stale or whatever, I absolutely love that the fact that he knows what he's looking for, he's not scared of what people think, and he goes after his guys. The 2016 draft class, I feel like, is... The best example of that, you got uh, number one overall, number one overall. The first round pick was Keanu Neal. Now, granted, he's been hurt, um, but he did make the Pro Bowl. Um, and a, a difference maker, you could tell when he's on the field. And people just like poo-pooed on him, man. Oh, it's a reach. You could have stayed back. You could have got da 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 Dude, he's been a difference maker. Deion Jones, I don't know. There was another linebacker on the on the board. You could have been all right. Austin Hooper, do you even need a tight end? Oh, my goodness. So, like, I think a lot of uh, pundits uh, cover a lot of teams, and so they see the marquee names that everybody has built up the names. I mean, we could go through a history after history after history of – these big names coming out of college, got the cachet, got the big name uh, label on it, and then not do anything, not pan out. And then you've got some quarterback from eastern, western Mississippi of North Carolina, Ohio State, uh, doing his thing in the NFL. I mean, you could look, you know, I don't know the actual statistics are in the NFL, but... Um, it's not as many first-rounders as you think there are. Because mainly because there's not a lot of first-rounders. You know, it's only first round. But the majority of the league is... What I'm saying is the majority of the league is made up of second, third, fourth-round picks. Um, and so, with this draft class, there's an overall theme that Dan Quinn, I would imagine, had in mind. was The theme was versatility and depth. And so, the just the first... So, they had six picks over seven rounds, which... They didn't, um, so they had one, two, three, four, two fourth round picks and a seventh round pick. So, um, we'll just go down the list. So the first, um, the first pick that the, the Falcons made in the 2020 draft was, uh, AJ Terrell, AJ Terrell, excuse me, AJ Terrell, um, is a defensive back out of Clemson. He fits Dan Quinn's style. He's six one. He's kind of like Isaiah Oliver. He's tall, 
like obviously like Richard Sherman as well, but he's he's a he's a longer um, corner and um, 190 pounds. He's real physical. Uh, he likes to get handsy. That's another. I saw uh, some film breakdown of him like to grab and uh, and and be physical up on the line and jam. It reminds me a little bit of Robert Alford. If we remember the balls in the air, he flips out and he you know grabs a little bit, but. Uh, he seemed to uh, know when to release um, watching film. And so him being physical and and in this division, you're going to need that. The big, tall receivers. You got Michael Thomas. You got Mike Evans. And then whoever Carolina's going to throw to, uh, you, this is gonna, you're going to need a big, um, a big corner. And I think he'll be able to contribute right away. Um, he had a pick. So, and then kind of the glaring, every time you type in his name on YouTube or, or, or he looks something up on him, the the stuff, or even talk, you know, I was at a gas station and I talk to somebody like in line, socially distant in line. Um, it's like, Oh, they picked up AJ Terrell. Like, well, you know, he got Burt Crispy in the national championship game. I was like, well, that's one game. And I don't know if anybody knows this, like actually did the research. He's 29 and one as a starter. I know he's a cornerback, but like they lost one game, like, and even he was playing against probably the best wide receiver in, in the college football at the time as Jamar. That uh, was it. was the name Jamar chase. Sorry. Excuse me. And obviously, and also, too, uh, that guy named Joe Burrow was thrown to him. So, yeah, that was – he had one bad game. And even then, there are some plays in there that he was winning more than um, he was losing. And so uh, he plays – and just doing some film breakdown, taking a look at him. He plays in zone. Uh, Clemson used zone a lot, and so are the Falcons. So it's a real big uh, scheme fit there. But another like kind of like an un- intangible – I don't know, just an, an intangible skill that he had or a talent that he had or I don't know what you call it. But it's a culture of winning. I mean, they were a winning program, and he knows how to be excellent. He knows how to be disciplined. Uh, the coach there, just uh, very disciplined, and I I think he brings a lot of uh, – because he won a championship in 2018 with uh, – with uh, Clemson, and as much as they talk about that play that he gets burnt um, in the 2020 national championship, well, the 2018 or the, tw- or the 2019 national championship, the 2018 national championship, he scored the first points. He had a, he had a pick six against uh, Tua, so yeah, I think he played against NFL talent in the. Uh, so I think. Uh, I think it's a great pick. He's going to get with Raheem Morris. He's going to get better. Raheem Morris is a defensive defensive back coach by nature. He's been done it for a long time. I think he's now the defensive coordinator officially. Uh, yeah, he's definitely the uh, – so. Uh, and also, too, he kind of made history. He was the first virtual pick of the 2020 draft for the Falcons. So, uh, yeah, shout out to social distance and stuff. So, um I think he was a great pick. I think that he'll be a starter. He'll be a contributor day one. Um, he'll be opposite of uh, uh, Isaiah Oliver, and they'll be rocking and rolling. So you'll have Oliver, Sheffield, and um, Terrell 
and then if they're you know they're playing nickels, there's three plus you know safety, Neil and Allen, or Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen, it's all goes well and everybody's safe and everybody's healthy and all that stuff. And so and just by the way, just a little housekeeping stuff. Like we're just gonna go like all of these podcasts I'm I'm doing that. Um, we're just going to continue as if 2020 NFL season is going to happen. I'm not going to put the COVID cloud on everything. I'm not going to caveat say, oh, if this happens, if this happens, we're just going to power through it. And um, so we're, that's what we're going to assume. So from here on out, we're just going to go like normal. So I absolutely like this pick. They need depth. Um, would I like to see a defensive end? Yes, right there. But. I think what their plan was made sense because there was, uh, I think Kinlaw was already off the board. And so um, they could have gotten Chase on from LSU. But I think, dude, he's, and he's got injury problems. I think he's got a hip that bothers him. And so they've already had, they've already drafted one of those. They picked Vic Beasley. And that was Dan Quinn's first pick as the, as the the head guy, and it did not pan out. I mean, he looked like Tarzan played like Jane. He had one magical year, um, and I don't know whatever for whatever reason he couldn't get motivated to get up the field or change or whatever. So that slender style of speed end in the NFL uh, sometimes, if it's not done right and doesn't have enough versatility to it, it doesn't work because. Uh, everybody's good in the NFL. So I think I know why they moved away from that pick. And so they shored up some corners of glaring need and they, they filled that position. And so number that's the first pick. Um, and then the second pick is my favorite pick of them all, he, Marlon Davidson. I think this guy's going to be just a stud. He is big dude. He is 6'3", um, 6'3", 303 pounds. They listed him in college at 280, I believe, and he was a couple biscuits shy of 300, if not 315. I'm he, uh, he's a big boy, and he can play edge. He's got a little bit of a mean streak, a little nasty. He's athletic, got a bend to him. He could play, and he could slide in and play next to Jarrett. So, like, ideally, in my head, ideally in a 4-3, you got Jarrett and him in the middle, and then you've got your out wide, out wide is uh, you got your tack on one side and Dante Fowler on the other side, and so that four, if the, if a four uh, four man front can get pressure, that leaves Debo to run and hit, see and hit and smash and let him uh, fill the gaps and come up and be a stopper in the run game and play sideline and sideline. So that frees up your middle linebackers, and uh, they don't get a lot of credit for. I I have mixed feelings about the linebacking crew, but that defensive line I'm feeling a little better. There still needs to be depth. There still needs I think there's should be there needs to be another pass particular like another specific pass rusher added. Um, we're gonna go over some options uh, in a later episode. Um, hopefully the Falcons pick something up in in that regards. But Marlon Davidson is an absolute animal. He's a uh, um. He went up against NFL talent. He went up against Isaiah Wilson, uh, Jedrick Will Wells, and Isaiah or Andrew Thomas. He had a really good game against Georgia. 
And so um, there's a two first round or two NFL style, uh, picks there. Uh, I covered he was a tweener, kind of plays edge, kind of plays uh, defensive tackle. And I think they're going to continue to use him. I know that some people have said they just need to pick one and he can do it. But I think defensively and defensive end is enough of a kind of a he could play with because he's done it in college. He's stood up. He's played a little bit of coverage in his in uh, with uh, uh with Clemp uh with Auburn. So anyway, we don't want him to do all that. They tried Vic Beasley doing that, and Vic Beasley can run, but oh, he looked like a lost uh uh lost. He looked lost out there. I'm not, I don't hate on Vic Beasley. I'm just calling it what it is. I'm just telling you the facts. And Marlon Davidson, I think, is going to be a great pick. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, with him and Jarrett, and hopefully Dante Fowler returns to form. And then he's got some, obviously, I mean, okay, so we, the Falcons kind of recently have some, uh, the Falcons have had a quote-unquote unofficial Falcons filter, that they only pick a certain type of person because they're nice people, or that because they don't have any swag, or they're bland, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the reason. I don't know. But here recently, with Dan Quinn learning to play with, Obviously, the Legion of Boom, building all those personalities and getting all those personalities to play together as one and letting them be personalities, that's kind of loosened up the Falcon filter. We don't really talk about that much anymore. And um, this guy's got some amazing quotes. He's uh, obviously in, like, it was like social, uh, SEC Media Day. And um, he, he was, um, his quote is, you could tell somebody that you're a dog. Or no, no, I've already butchered it. I'm so sorry. You can't, you cannot tell somebody you're a dog. You have to show them. And I think that is so awesome to hear from a defensive line. And then he's just going to get out there and abuse humans. And he's just going to get after the quarterback. And I'm super, 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 super pumped about um, about the power and uh, uh, versatility he's going to bring. And it kind of reminds me, and I'm going to get off of him after this, but it kind of reminds me of the body type and the, uh, my vision of how he's going to be used is Adrian Claiborne. Adrian Claiborne could slide in the middle. He's big enough to move bodies in the middle, play the run a little bit, kind of get pressure up the front, collapse the pocket. But also, he had that crazy uh, game against the Cowboys, and he's playing edge, I think, most of the time. And he was eating them for lunch, boy. They, somebody got on his Wikipedia, or someone got on a deck after that game, deck. Someone got on Dak Prescott's Wikipedia page and uh, wrote that his father was Adrian Claiborne because Adrian Claiborne was his daddy, and that dude, I was I was laughing and giggling the whole time and like he was unblockable. He was just he was Adrian Claiborne is a beast, um, and so I think I I see um, Marlon Davidson stepping into that role and being that tweener, that big power end and a and a and a and a tackle. So uh, great pick. I love I love that pick. All right, so and then the next one, so that first round, second round, third round pick uh, is uh, Matt Hennessy. What an awesome last name for an offensive tackle for any football player, really. I think that's like just a fun name, Matt Hennessy. Uh, uh, he had some NFL lineage. I don't, not many people know that that his brother Thomas um, Hennessy is a long snapper for the Jets. He played. He's played three years with the Jets. Um, started every started with the Jets, so that's pretty cool. It's kind of like a little nugget there. 
Um, he's also versatile. So the first, um, so Marlon Davidson was definitely versatile, and so was AJ Terrell in the fact that uh, he played zone and man, uh, just in technique there, really inside outside. Matt Hennessy is uh, versatile too because he played offensive defensive line in high school, and then and then he went to college at Temple. They he played left tackle uh, in high school mainly, but they moved him because. They said he was so smart, and he was kind of uh, the right build for center. And so they moved into center, and he started for he was a three year starter at Temple, six three three oh seven, and in so in Temple the tradition is uh, in practice you get a practice jersey, and only the toughest customers in Temple's mind get a single digit number of a practice jersey. So in his sophomore year, he was given a single-digit practice jersey. For whatever reason, that means he's tough. I mean, at Temple, the Temple people, Temple people, the Temple coaches and staff and everybody else thought that he was tough. So he's got kind of a nasty streak on, you know, watch the highlights and stuff. You can go online and watch the highlights. And it's a little different watching a smaller school highlights, but even the athleticism is still there. The pass protection is still there. He, that's, I think, his, his main... Um, strength is pass protection and a little bit of a nasty streak at the center position. Uh, run protection, I think, needs work. Needs work moving his feet. But, hey, um, I think it's going to be um, a good fit for the Falcons. I think this pick, um, at first, I thought, you know, I heard that he had played an offensive line position earlier in high school and then he switched to center in in college. And so I initially thought that hey, he could come in and win the left guard spot and when Alex Mack retires, he could or not retires, but Alex Mack is in the last year of his contract with the Falcons. I don't know if he's they're gonna bring him back or what the contract situation is for money wise that he could be the heir apparent and can just step in. But uh Saying that out loud and doing some research, I don't. I think that's a tall order um, for him because you got Matt Gono, who is, uh, I think they like him, and then you got Jamon Brown and James Carpenter at left guard. That that like that's their main uh, occupation has been guard. It's so it's a different. I mean, tackle. You know, you're the bookend. It's a lot of different technique. I mean, offensive line, it's obvious, like just in your head, you're thinking to keep the guy in front of you, but like, yeah, there's a lot of technical stuff, you know, where to look and who, how to position your hips and your feet. And so I don't know if he, now I think he's going to get a fair shake of coming in and winning left guard, but I don't, I don't know if that's as realistic as I thought it was initially when I heard the pick. And then after doing this research, I'm not so sure he's going to come in and win the starting job, but that would be sick if he did. Um, um, and so, uh, and he's been pretty durable. All these guys that we've picked so far have been, uh, have not been injury prone. I know that sometimes when they draft them, you see the athleticism, you see the talent, but, oh, they've got a shoulder injury. They've been battling. Well, they're going to still battle with it. Look at Tack McKinley. He's been, I mean, he's been out with the shoulder for three years, uh, at least, at least, but he's been battling his shoulders for a while now and he's been drafted with shoulder problems imagine that so these guys seem pretty healthy um and um 
anyway, so that's uh, that's number three is uh, a third round pick, Matt Hennessy. Going on to the lesser known side of the draft board is uh, uh, fourth round draft pick would be uh, Michael Walker. He's a inside linebacker slash edge. Again, versatility. He played inside and outside at Fresno State, Fresno State Bulldogs. And um, so, like, in a 4-3 scheme, you've got your Mike, your Will, and your Sam, which is football speak for middle Mike, middle linebacker. Weak side linebacker is the Will with the double uh, W. And the Sam is the strong side linebacker. So you got Will, Mike, and Sam. So, or, or yeah, Mike, Will, and Sam. It doesn't matter. So the strong side, obviously, uh, just a little bit of just a little bit of film study. Strong side is uh, the most personnel. The weak side is the least amount of personnel. And the middle is obviously the middle. So you got Mike, Sam, and Will. And so I think that Foyer Aluakan. Uh, Debo is clearly the the Mike. He is the middle linebacker. He makes the decisions. He calls the plays. He's got the green dot on his helmet. If he can stay healthy, and uh, but he's the straw that stirs the drink because uh, in the middle linebacker position, and it I think Aluakun will lock down the Sam, and then I think Michael Walker will start um, at the will. So. Uh, he's rough some edge. He's he's a little more physical. He's six three two thirty. Ran a force, so he's really comparable to Devondre Campbell. Um, but I think just by experience and like and and just by play style, that I think Aluakin will uh, will step in and fill the Devondre Campbell role. But Devondre Campbell has a lot of the same physical attributes as or Michael Walker has a lot of the same. Physical attributes as Devondre Campbell did, and uh, so I think um, this is a great pick. A lot of depth for linebacker, and then um, I think our uh, he uh, like studying film and taking a look at him because I didn't watch a lot of Fresno State football. He's a real big contributor on special teams, and I think that's going to be his main um, contribution to the Falcons going forward. He'll get onto the field, and I think he will start a couple games. Um, but um, I think his main contribution is just a, he's fast and, and a good tackler. He's very sure tackler, a very sure tackler. But uh, again, versatility playing teams. Everybody's got to play teams. You talk to any like real NFL like vet that's not Julio Jones or you know name any big star skill position player. You got to play special teams. Like, that's just how the NFL works. And so, um, and he'll be used in the nickel package. And then um, he's going to have to work on his uh, coverage techniques. But it's a lot of the film that I watched was him blitzing and playing the run. So, kudos. Big, big. He's not really that big. He's only 230. But he plays big, plays physical. So, run up and put your hat on a hat and hit the ball. That keeps Dion Dion Jones clean, so he could run and do his thing. So I think that's a great pick too. I've, I'm enjoying this draft so far. The next one is Jalen Hawkins. Is uh he is the uh, second fourth round pick. He is a strong safety. He kind of reminds me a little bit of KZ uh, from Cal. Uh, physical guy uh, will run up and hit. Likes to hit. 
likes to be aggressive, really aggressive with jump routes and take chances. And also times he gets it right and he will take his uh, take advantage of his chances. Uh, Ball hawk, I've seen some film of him. Um, again, didn't watch a lot of Cal uh, football, but uh, ball hawk and safety. A strong safety, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but there's a lot of this would be help with safety depth and actually talent at, back there. So you've got Keanu Neal, strong safety, and then uh, Ricardo Allen's free safety, and then you got backup would be KZ, and there's another um, another practice squad guy. I can't remember his name, but then you've got um, Hawkins. So that'll that'll ensure that if Keanu Neal were to go down again, this the KZ could step up into that spot, or Alec could step into the spot and have Hawkins right there for some more depth. So I think that's a great pick. And then um, I really like Jalen Hawkins. Is going to be I think it's going to be add some depth there. And then Sterling, number or the number seventh pick overall. Or wow, not seventh pick overall. No, seventh round pick. Uh, is Sterling Hoffrichter. What a name, Sterling Hoffrichter. I mean, it sounds like it could be like a lawyer or something. Hoffrichter, Sterling Hoffrichter. Anyway, he's a punter. Excuse me. He's a punter for the, uh, for Syracuse. And uh, I sneaky think that, because they got another, they got the punter that they're punting with now. His last name's Allen. Uh, he's fine. But this Hoffrichter guy, watch film. Hey, you got to watch film on punters because punters and kickers are people too. They're players too, and they are athletic in their own way. And so I watched film on him. They, man, they say he's got a howitzer for a leg, man. He gets some real good hang time, got real big leg. And I think uh, I think that they could use him, again, for versatility's sake, they could use him um, as a long uh kickoff guy or or a long not kickoff guy but a long field goal guy you know i've read some stuff about that um but hey you took a punter in the seventh round could have probably add some depth somewhere else but hey i think this guy could actually win a starting role he's got a big enough leg for it, and i know bosher was like the man he had a couple of nice tackles kenyon barner look out yeah with the odds that they become teammates so uh so here's the crazy part about it is this the this draft the 2020 draft the virtual 2020 draft um, it was all about versatility depth and there was nothing like fancy or flashy about it there was nothing really sexy they took a corner a defensive tackle like no like skill player taken so um, which is good because you got a bunch of skill players that if Matt Ryan's laying on his back it doesn't matter. Like, there's no the skill position players are getting the ball, so uh, they need to. Uh, or if the other team is scoring a thousand points a game, our skill position players aren't getting the ball because our defense can't get off the field. So uh, a lot of defensive um, players taken. So one, two, three, four out of the six uh, draft picks were defensive players, and I think. Um, at least three and possibly four 
of the players will start. I think the starters are going to be A.J. Terrell, Marlon Davidson, uh, Michael Walker, and then I think Sterling Hawkrift. Man, if I can't get his name right. Hoffrichter, I think he'll start too eventually. So I mean, they got four out of four out of six picks. Or my eyes could potentially be starter, and if we put Matt Hennessy in there, that's five out of six. This I'm just saying, if you look at it statistically, not sexy or anything, but this could possibly be a very good draft um, in the future of all these players developing and you know and filling the roles of the person in front of them. So. Um, Get excited about the 2020 season, um, and it's it's coming. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Rise Up Radar, keeping the Falcons on your radar. And until next time, rise up.